0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call, as today your Indiana Hoosiers defeat. The Michigan State Spartans 82 to 69 in front of a raucous Simon Scott Assembly Hall crowd. It is the third straight double-digit Big 10 victory for the Hoosiers who have completely turned their season around after the debacle in Happy Valley. It felt like things were reeling, and the Hoosiers have come back and won three straight games to get to 4-4 four and four in conference play and right in the thick of it, 13-6 and six overall, uh, and doing it in a way that is fun. I mean, they've gotten back to really playing defense, playing hard, changing some things up on offense, uh, and as we'll talk about, the formula was different today than what they've had in the past, but the result was the same, a 13-point victory uh, and just a terrific performance by the Hoosiers. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with the coach, Brian Tonsoni, and Andy Bottoms, and we are going to break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. And guys, let's start this show the way that we start every show, and that is with our Hoosier proud banner moment. And for the banner moment today, I'm going to go back to close to the midway point in the second half, when this was still a close game. You know, Indiana struggled a little bit to open the second half. Michigan State came back. They even took a lead at one point, and it was 54-51, to Indiana in the lead. And you'll recall, Trace Jackson Davis got a big rebound. He had an easy outlet to Trey Galloway, didn't take it. Instead, he pushed it, kind of recognized what was happening, drew the defense, and knew that Scoop was behind him, trailing for a three, kicked it out to him. Scoop drains it. That makes it 57 to 51. It was the third three uh, that Tamar had made. And then a possession later... There's a loose ball going on the Michigan State end. Miller Kopp dived after it. We didn't get it. Then Malik Renew dived after it. A sign of Indiana's just hustle and toughness that they showed all game long. We end up getting the ball on the next possession. Trey Galloway makes a beautiful cut. Trace Jackson Davis finds him. It's 59-51. to 51, uh, And really, I'm not sure Michigan State got uh, any closer or much closer from there as the Hoosiers would then extend the lead out and really nurse that 10-12, to 13-point uh, lead. For the rest of the half what was so great about those two plays in particular is you know this is a game where jalen hutcher who has been so good ever since x got hurt was never able to get in the flow offensively he's one for six only scores two points, and we've been talking about it. There's going to be a game that's going to come where the wings have to score. And boy, today did they. Trey Galloway with 17 points uh, was just tremendous, especially early, knocking down some big three-pointers. Tamar Bates also with 17 points. Those guys stepped up and gave Indiana the scoring punch that they need. And Trace Jackson Davis, who finishes with 31 points and 15 rebounds, but he was, you know, uncharacteristically off the mark offensively, missed a lot of shots he normally makes, uh, you know, but – was able to find ways to produce anyway, as he just continues to do, uh, and you know showed off his great passing, led Indiana with four assists, uh, you know, and so just a huge part of the formula today for Indiana to come out and get the victory, even with Jalen Fino struggling, uh, but just you know really good performances all around by everyone who played, as we'll get into here uh, on the show. All right, guys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our Banner Moment today, as always, brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And ladies and gentlemen, Home Field Magic is alive and well. The new shirt, now 4-0, and definitely a part of the turnaround, the women's basketball shirt from 1983. Uh, I'm not sure if that's still up there. They had a brand refresh. Some of the stuff is staying. Some of the stuff they're taking away. But if you haven't gone to HomeFieldApparel.com recently and checked out their IU collection, as they're always doing, they're adding new stuff, pulling out these great logos from the past, bringing them back, breathing new life into them. They put them on comfortable materials. The stuff lasts through many washings. And HomeField is just, you know, a great Indiana-based company that we love supporting. They love supporting us. Uh, And the nice thing is, You know, if you have people in your life who aren't Indiana fans, they have 130, 140 different schools, however many there are. And all through 2023, they're going to be doing refreshes. So there's going to be new stuff there. Always a new reason for you to go to home field apparel uh, and wear your stuff during games because like I said homefield magic is back uh, and uh, you know let's carry this as far as we can so go to homefieldapparel.com use the promo code home hOme to get 15% off your first order that's promo code home for 15% off again the website homefieldapparel.com wear one for the team. All right, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. Andy, we will start with you, your bottoms line on this Indiana victory.
1: Well, your uh, IU women's basketball shirt appears to be lucky, and I got this pullover from my mom for Christmas, and it's uh, it's it's been worn each of the last three games. So before... Anybody questions whether you or I own other sets of clothing, please know that we do. And while the show is not superstitious, we are a little bit stitious. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, just a great performance. Again, fell behind uh, by nine in the first half, just clawed back, fought back. Uh, and really, you know, the hallmark of Michigan State teams over the years has been toughness. And IU out tough them today in key moments and key stretches. The one you talked about with uh, diving on the floor for a loose ball there was the the one after the under eight timeout. IU comes out is at the free throw line. Trace misses the front end of a one and one, uh, which he got fouled going up for an offensive rebound as well. You know, Cop gets the rebound. Geronimo ends up getting an offensive rebound. Trace ends up putting it back in, and uh, just. Just a number of huge huge plays uh, by the team played through some adversity to your point um you know Chifino got a little bit banged up wasn't playing as well Tamar Bates stepped up in a huge way and a big day for the Bates family uh, all around as it would as it would turn out but uh, yeah it just 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 tremendous resilience by this team both within portions of the game which is one of the things that really plagued them uh, during the losing streak is things would start to go wrong during the game and they couldn't they couldn't get the car back, back between the lines. And, uh, they've been able to do that, uh, really consistently these last few games. Another really strong defensive effort. And, uh, TJD, man, that, I don't know what else you can say <laughs> at this point. Just, uh, you know, just dropped 31 and, you know, didn't shoot the ball as well as he had, you know, rimmed out a few others, but, uh, just continues to carry this team. Uh, had a couple, uh, had a couple great, great moments, uh, in, in borderline taunting, apparently, but, uh, but great moments nonetheless. So just huge performance. Glad to see this team keep it
0: going. And it uh, been a been a great last three games. 31, 15, four, and five blocks for Trace Jackson Davis. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Coach, it's Don
2: Sony time. What's on your mind? Ah, this, this is fun, you know, um, playing the right way, uh, doing a variety of things. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Obviously, you have three players who just played outstanding, but there were some players who didn't get a lot of Stat sheet stuff, I thought Renew was, was fantastic. I thought miller Cop was a big part of this win in, in many ways, setting the tone early. I, I don't like getting a technical and, and doing all that, but he wasn't going to back down, and, and you're worried. Michigan State went on a 10-0 run after that, but Indiana responded, and his dive on the loose uh, ball, his dunk. Um, so this was a total, total team effort, total staff effort. Uh, we did what we did well, which is that low post stuff, uh, I, I was a little worried that uh, it wasn't working super well early. Uh, but I think there was some more movement. And then in the start the second half, they moved TJD a lot more. Uh, they didn't put him in the low post as much. But here's the thing. You, you played two teams against two teams who don't like to give up threes. And Underwood stuck with it. And TJD just kicked his rear end. So then you have Izzo, who doesn't like to give up threes sends a multitude of doubling. He doubled from the same side. He doubled on the dribble, you know. And, and then Indiana responded with a variety of actions off that low post. It was just a chess match back and forth, and that's what you want. You, you want your program, your coach, and your players going toe-to-toe with the best. Sometimes you're going to win like today. Sometimes you might lose, but you want them to go toe-to-toe. That was missing in the three games that, that Indiana lost, uh, and it hasn't been missing. But we made we an made excellent coach change his M.O., and still kicked his rear end uh, with, with the wing uh, scoring and the shooting from, from three from some players that I'm sure he didn't expect. That's exciting. I'm sure Tom
0: Izzo will be very gracious for the Indiana role players stepping up like he always is uh, in the <laughs> postgame. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, a surprise, uh, a surprise guest here on the assembly call. I love how the wind's like this. They just pull all of us, all, all, all of us here for the show. Uh, your thoughts. Nothing to rant about, so. What are your yeah,
3: thoughts? no, I, I got in at one thirty last night uh, from the East Coast visiting family, and uh, I rallied for you guys today. I nice. had to be on for this one, but uh, you know, I know we're all going to talk about what a great win this was, and it might be the best win of the season given the opponent and the need to keep this momentum going. I think Illinois or this are the two you could look at, and Illinois being on the road maybe gets an edge, uh, but this is Michigan State. I think is the second best team in the conference, or has played as the second best team in the conference all season, and so to beat them and beat them, I mean, this is finishes at what, 13? This was basically a 15 point win. You know, I mean, you get a couple buckets late, whatever, but here's the thing. I mean, we're talking about, we're going to talk about what a great win this is and great performances and all of that. This is what we expected this season. This should be the standard for this season. I mean, this is a win we should have come in. If things gone well this year, you're expecting to win this game. And so that's the challenge for this team moving forward is this isn't just a great performance. This should be the performance. And, and so this is what this team is capable of even without Xavier Johnson, even without a fully healthy race Thompson. It was great to see him get in the game. Clearly not ready yet, I think, but it's nice to see him get out there. It's a baby step towards, towards this working, uh, but this is the standard. And so moving forward, we should expect this from this team. And this team, more importantly, should expect this from itself. And, and Mike Woodson's been saying the, def- the differences we're guarding. He is absolutely right. It starts on the defensive end. This team has been able to score points this year for the most part throughout the Kansas game, but, but has been able to score points this year. We know that the defense has been the difference maker. And again, today started off a little rough sort of with some of the rotations and Joey is making some tough shots but they locked down about what about the 12 minute mark of the first half. And they didn't let up. There were errors in there and there were some bad coverages and, and a guy getting beat off the dribble, but in general, they did not let up and held Michigan state to 69 points. That's what this team is capable of. Even with those other guys out, I wrote at the beginning of the year, and I keep coming back to this, this is a supremely talented team. It's the most talent, pure talent wise, most talented team Indiana's had in probably two decades this is what they're capable of seeing Malik renew, get back to where he was even without Jalen Huchifino playing much today or, you know, playing to his level today and playing at his level of minutes. This team has what it takes to win these games. And so it needs to now have that confidence and carry that forward and ne- not let down and not back down. Cause now you got a rocket ship behind you. You can rise up the ranks of that of the big 10, because if you can beat Michigan state, you can beat a lot of the teams in this conference. And so, This is the standard. It was a great performance, but this needs to be what they do going forward.
0: Well, you know, and that's the great part about this game, right? So you're coming off the Penn State loss. You just need to bounce back and just stabilize the season. They did that against Wisconsin. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, now can you do this on the road? Because we've seen Indiana pop up for one good game, but can you do it on the road? They went and did it on the road. Okay, you did it for 80 minutes, but now can you come home and back up a big road win by playing the same way at home? And they did it. And so that's 120 minutes of this type of basketball, Ryan, which to your point should be the standard. And I think now, cautiously, tentatively, you can start to believe in it a little bit more, you know, because, I, you know, coach, I mean, I thought I know early on, you know, Indiana gets down and shoot. I mean, at one point in the first half, you know, Michigan State took that 10 point lead. But the thing that was different is I was never worried like we were playing hard from the tip. They were executing a little bit better than we were doing their stuff, than we were doing our stuff earlier. And I thought they were making tough shots and we were missing shots that we usually make. And so we just stayed calm, continued doing what we were doing, and just kind of slowly took control of the game. Uh, And that's what you want to see at home. You know, a team where it's not just kind of this frantic run here and frantic run there. This was just good, solid basketball from Indiana where you had some some role players step up that will often happen at home. And, you know, to your point, the players get a ton of credit for this turnaround, but I thought this was the third straight really well coached game. The guys were prepared to play the adjustments and kind of the moves in game, you know, going away from Jalen in the second half when he wasn't playing well. Coach is pushing a lot of buttons. You see him coaching. You saw him taking time with Malik Renu and Jordan Geronimo to really coach him up. And so as critical He's as we far were more
3: engaged in game. Yes. I think
0: that's clear. He's yes. Far more engaged in game. As As critical as we were, and rightfully so, it's been a whole program turnaround that has pushed, you know, these last three games. And it's just – it's produced great basketball to watch.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think, you know, what they have done, uh, they've made changes uh, in their attack. They've made changes in defensively. You know, they give up over one point per possession today, so it wasn't a perfect defensive game. But I thought defense set the tone early because they were up in the grill of the guards – uh, Michigan State's guards are going to. Yes, Hauser is good, and the, and the big guy down low is good. But these guards were able to stay in the game against Purdue, beat Rutgers in, in their last game, and the, their guards are dynamic. And you didn't get let them get some free space, and that's the that's the constant thing in the last two games. Is you're getting into the best players, and you're making them uncomfortable, for, you know, in the start, and that gives you energy as well, as opposed to seeing just wide open shots getting banged in early. Uh, I was a little worried uh, early when the 10-0 run after the the cop technical. I thought, oh, man, they're really guarding the low post offense that, that Indiana runs. Trace is missing some shots. The movement's not there uh, by design, but it's just not working. But then the players hit a couple of big shots. The defense got a couple run outs. And, and then all of a sudden – uh, you started getting, you, you know, get TJD the ball in the low post. If they stop you, get him in the ball at the elbow, get him at the high post. And I thought Woodson did that to, today. And, man, it takes guts, uh, everyone, to not play Hood Shafino in a game where you don't have X, you don't have Hood Shafino, and you're going to trust Trey Galloway. I, I know he had a couple possessions where we kind of got, you know, a little down on him back-to-back. Back, but Trey Galloway was fantastic, um, and the coach trusts him. And, and I think – you know, whatever the discord or disconnect was in those three games, I think there was something between coaching staff and players. They all weren't seeing eye to eye. They weren't getting along. That was that was true. It was it's been worked out. And that trust level is now back. And that's why Indiana's playing a lot better.
3: Yeah, I think that that the interesting thing is, is for about three weeks, we didn't see adjustments. And now we're seeing tons of adjustments, even in game, not just to the approach, but in game changes based on what's going on. And so I feel like it was almost like Mike Woodson had set this up as like, you know, I'm going to tune the car at practice and we're just going to roll with it and not tinker in games. And now he's tinkering in games and he's making the right calls. The guy's a smart, I mean, he's a smart basketball mind. It, it just felt like it you know, he wasn't deploying all his weapons at his disposal for a couple of weeks now. And now we're seeing changes in games and we're also, I mean, of course the defense has changed. And of course, I'm sure they're they are running practices differently and all that because you're hearing about this. But I do think that those changes in games are being have been the difference in some of these games is that when things aren't going right, you take a quick timeout and change it. We weren't seeing that for a long time. When a certain ball coverage isn't working, you change it. You change who's guarding who. You change the offense and how you're running things, and you run different sets. That's encouraging as heck because these guys are executing when they're given those changes.
0: Andy, let's talk a little bit more about the wings second and fourth in minutes today. Troy or Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates who combined for 34 huge points, as we mentioned, they combined to go eight of nine from downtown six of six from the free throw line. Uh, they were ready for their moment, you know, and we're going to talk about it at the meaningful moment. I thought a number of Trey's threes were really important, you know, the timing of them um, just to help kind of stem the tide on Michigan state. But those two guys were just terrific today, you know, finding their spots uh, and stepping up and just making big plays.
1: Yeah. I just can't say enough about those guys, especially in a game where when, when uh, you know, struggled and then, you know, seemed a little bit banged up and you couldn't really tell until he came back in the game. Even after he came back in, I think he was moving quite uh, as he would normally. Um, but, you know, Galloway, as you said, at the beginning of the game, uh, hit the, you know, scored, scored early, hit a, hit the, hit those two threes. Uh, you know, two of his threes came off of, we talked about Miller Cop earlier, a couple of great, uh, you know, one more passes where he just swings the ball into the corner, gets Galloway two threes over the course of the game. And I thought Trey just really played under control for the most part uh, in terms of getting IU into what they wanted to do. Uh, And Tamar's shot making was just fantastic and and timely in, in so many uh, key situations really helped get the crowd back in the game in the first half with some of the threes that he made. And, and again, we talked coaching adjustments. I thought they tried to do a little bit of this with Shafino and trace in the first half post him and get um, Jalen on the same side. They got multiple threes out of that with, with having Tamar out and Trey could kick it back to him. And the only three that he missed was the one that was a little bit deeper toward the end of the first half. But that was a good shot. I mean, the you know, the broadcasters asked if it was a good shot. I'm thinking he just hit one from like a step, like a step away from where he just shot. Of course it's a good there was shot.
0: There's nothing wrong with that shot.
1: Um and and so uh, I, I just thought he hit a bunch of timely ones. My favorite, I think was the last one that was the, well, screw it. I tried to throw it in the post. It got batted back to me. I'm just going to stick it right in this guy's eye. Uh, that didn't so, work. This
3: is working. Let's go yeah, with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> got to stick with what works sometimes, but no, I just thought he took smart, took smart shots, took shots, you know, the threes he took were within the flow of the offense, but really sparked and got the crowd back in it. And we talk about the three point shooting, whether they should take more, you know, again, whether nine for 15, I think certainly suggests they, they could or should. Um, but those are such big momentum plays or momentum killers for the other team. And in a home game to really get the crowd in the game where the roof just wants to blow off of that place, being able to hit some of those timely threes uh, is really important. I thought defensively they were fine. They each had a few moments here and there, but Galloway was really disruptive trying to pick Hogart up full court. Um, and, and you know, you can't look at the, the stat line and say, A.J. Hogart made two field goals, and they were both in the last two minutes of the game when it was decided uh, and not give those guys credit for some of the defense they played and, and things like that. Akins is really the only guy in on the perimeter that, that gave IU trouble. Um
3: man, I so love that kid's game.
1: Just just uh yeah, just fantastic for those guys to step up. And it's kind of been Geronimo has been that third guy um the last couple of games. He didn't he had it in Spurts today, had some good energy plays, but really struggled on the defensive end. Uh but, you know, with Jalen struggling, these are the two who really stepped up among Uh, You know, you throw renew in that mix as well, but just a just outstanding showing by them. Uh, And, you know, eight of nine from three, not too shabby, didn't miss a free throw between them, didn't turn the ball over between the two of them. Um, About as good as you could ask for from those guys, for sure.
3: Yeah, I want to mention Tree Galley specifically because I thought I texted you guys. I didn't think he played really well in the first half I think he nailed those two threes which were huge I thought he wasn't great his on-ball defense I think he was he was he was almost too far up in his on-ball defense allowing him to get driven by and and he let a guy by a couple times and you know when you're supposed to be the 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 you know the the best perimeter defender on the floor with Jalen Trefino not playing a whole lot um, I, I thought it was really not his best performance second half he was outstanding And on, on, in every aspect. And I thought he really stepped it up in the second half and and played really well. I just thought the first half, he just wasn't, but here's the thing. Trey Galloway usually plays pretty well at home. I mean, there's something about him and that arena. He always plays great. As for Tamar Bates. This is, I mean, I love watching that kid play. I really do. I love his confidence. Uh, His shot. I tweeted it out has absolutely perfect rotation on it. They showed a couple shots from behind him shooting that three, the way that ball spins back. It's perfect. And, and the way he's shooting it with confidence, I hope he can carry that over to the road because we need it. Um, But just a great performance by him stepping up today, especially with Jalen out, he and Trey stepping up today was enormous. And let's be real. The 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 standard set of Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hurdjavino just going off and everybody else just kind of offering a couple points here and there. That's not sustainable for the whole season. You need these guys to step up around them and to see the perimeter guys really step up today. Go nine of fifteen from three when Miller Cop doesn't hit one is incredible. And so, uh, just an awesome game
2: from both of those guys. Uh, really deserve a lot of credit. One of the things I think is that has been here the last three games is just outstanding effort. Um, And I don't think the guys dogged it in the three losses, uh, but there was something going on. But the effort has just been ratcheted up. And actually, one of those drives that Galloway gave up, he was covering for people who messed up a switch. And then he was in a long closeout and ran out. Probably didn't close out the right way, but ran out too long. It really wasn't his guy, if I remember right, in in the first half. And there are some guys that are still struggling. we'll keep it positive today, but there were some missed switches. There were some overhelps uh, that we had seen before. Uh, And it helps when Michigan State misses some shots too uh, and doesn 't take advantage of it so sometimes you get some breaks like that, but I thought there were three or four uh threes that we, we really don't want to give up that didn 't go in. We were fortunate. But the overall effort uh, of running and trying to run shooters off the three-point line instead of just watching them shoot, uh, the, the rotations now right. we were we were not rotating, and that part of that nail slot rim is everyone staying on their man and and guarding a spot more than that that spot more than rotating uh, what you see in X-outs or next man the NBA flying and everyone rotates and that's been part of a change. So, uh, again, in a day where the defense wasn't under one point per possession, I thought they were aggressive enough and then you got tjd who's healthy and, and just blocking everything uh i think that that was uh that that's been a plus to to galloway's play bates play when you make a mistake just make it hard uh and those yep. guys aren't worrying about mistakes they're just making the next hustle play as much as possible and that that's why indiana's winning the three well, point think, defense
3: is night and day since penn state night so is three the three
2: three. Throw defense. Oh, free throw the defense The last two games Great. has been fantastic very lucked
3: in
0: but that's yeah, the one,
1: stats for the next segment, yeah, right? Yeah, what, one of the things you said, Coach, where there was some of those misrotations, I think what you saw after every single one of those was guys getting together, sometimes a little adamant about who was supposed to do what or whatever, but at least they were talking, and and you yes. could tell they cared. I mean, there was other times yes. in those games when they played so poorly, it was like, well, this rotation. they're holding each other accountable, and the way that right. you could tell they were talking to each other was uh, intense, but not bickering. Um but just trying to like talk through and figure it out, which I think even that is a huge step forward from what we saw during that
2: stretch.
3: Yeah. Look, you're going to miss a rotation. You're going to miss a right. drive. You're, you know, you're going to be off position on drive guys going to get by you. That happens. I mean, you know, team scores 70 points in a game. There are defensive mistakes in there that that cause a lot of that. It's about learning from each of your mistakes and, you know, fixing your rotation the next time. And then the other guy's going to miss one and then he's going to fix it. And, you know, it's it's about just as you said, Andy, it was that was a perfect statement is that they got together. They talked every time there was a huddle. Somebody was emphatically telling somebody what to do, what they missed and what the other person saw. So that's fine. If you learn from it and improve, you're right. There was no talking in those previous games. There was no togetherness. This is different. And you you can't be afraid to make a mistake. And when you make a mistake, just don't do it again. Just improve.
0: I think it's worth mentioning, you know, Malik Hall doesn't play. He probably makes an impact. Tyson Walker was, you know, ill this week. He probably makes an impact. But, you know, with the way that Indiana defended, you know, Hogard and just how hard they were playing, I think Indiana still wins the game no matter what, you know, with those guys and – Certainly, we're not going to have a lot of sympathy for teams that are missing important players uh, because you just got to keep playing. And Indiana, after really seeming to struggle uh, to kind of find itself after X and race both went out, uh, really have found themselves for these last 120 minutes of basketball. And today was another great performance. All right. As we continue our breakdown of Indiana's 13 point victory over the Spartans, we'll point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. And then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us.
4: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks.
3: Hey, it's Romeo Langford. What's the only thing better than hand a game winner to beat Wisconsin? Celebrate it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go
0: Hoosiers! Also, a guy who had some big clutch moments and another uh, impressive Michigan State victory from years past. Romeo Langford playing well. For the San Antonio Spurs, which is nice to see. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. I'm Jared Morris. we got a full house. The coach, Brian Tonsoni, Andy Bottoms, Ryan Phillips here to breaking down this Indiana victory over Michigan State. And it's the top of segment two, so you know what that means. Meaningful moments that you might have. Yep, it is today's meaningful moments that you might have missed brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans to learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans. Visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. And guys, you know, I want to go back to the first half. You know, again, uh, you know, Indiana wins by 13. But, you know, early in that first half, you know, Michigan State did take control. Uh, You know, recall the, you know, Tyson Walker hits a couple of shots, puts Michigan State up 25 to 16. And again, I was never really worried, but I would certainly prefer to not be down nine points at home. Uh, And what happened next was I thought Indiana just got a huge surge from its freshmen. Uh, in that stretch that kind of brought Indiana back. You know, Malik Renew scored. He's really been stepping it up uh, better, playing more composed, getting to his spots, playing better defense, playing harder. Uh, I thought CJ Gunn, you know, continued to, you know, play his brand of, you know, intense, handsy defense, but he got a great deflection that led to a steal uh, and led to a bucket for Jalen hood Shafino. I guess that was his only bucket of the game, that little uh, runner. Then Malik Renew gets a tough rebound off of a Sissoko miss. He throws a great entry pass in to Trace Jackson Davis, uh, who gets a layup. And it was a 10-0 run that put Indiana back ahead, 26-25. to And I thought you really saw those young guys, especially CJ and Malik, really help spur the run uh, for Indiana just with energy and just with looking more composed. You know, CJ, uh, you know, missed a three-pointer, uh, but, you know, his it was close. And he got fouled on it, made a couple of free throws. And so it was nice to see those guys, uh, you know, step up their coach and, uh, you know, and give Indiana a spark when the team really needed it.
2: Yeah, and you have to when you're down. Um, and the key thing is Indiana's down a couple players, but you got to win enough games here so the committee sees you can play without them, and then when you get them back and start winning some games that you get in and you get a pretty decent seed, These it, it's valuable. You can't make excuses. Um, you know, you got to go play the games or your season's going to end. And, and so it takes everyone – on a squad to do that. And I thought C.J. Gunn, limited minutes, did what he could do. He's a little handsy on defense, um, you know, uh, and he's a little too tight, and he's got to back off some guys a, a little bit. But the one thing he brings is a little energy uh, when he comes off. I thought Renew was fantastic off the bench. Still fouls too much, uh, fouled out today, uh, and just gets caught. His body gets caught out of position sometimes trying too hard to compensate for a move. Uh, but but I thought that was that was a key part like I said in, in the opening we have three guys that had great stats and then we had everyone else who had great games um, in, in their own non-stat way and and the young freshmen were were, were part of it and you know Geronimo had, had a good game I thought Izzo attacked him early uh, and that was designed to get Hauser the ball so there's a meaningful moment too is you know when you're going up in this league against good coaches they're going to find things too and and you know, in the end of the first segment, we talked about game slippage. Andy and Ryan were talking about, you're going to have mess-ups on defense. You're going to have bad possessions on offense. But do you learn and adjust with, within the game? And, boy, I thought Indiana did a good job, especially when Hauser uh, had those first 11 points, was outscoring us 11-8. to eight. Uh, but boy, that was part of the uh, offensive game plan of the Spartans was to attack that four position. Race came in; they attacked him. Uh, that's just a sign of how good coaches uh, operate: is that they 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 um, they take advantage of that. But I, I but I thought renew came in and settled us down. Uh, so that that's part of uh, of the success there.
1: Yeah, I thought um, t- to your point, coach. That was. Michigan state's plan. And I think IU adjusted to try to do the same. Hauser is not able to handle them defensively. And so IU was in a lot of cases more effective with in the game because he could really put that pressure on him. They tried to have Geronimo post him up once. It's just not his game. Um, But I thought renew gave them some trouble uh, in those moments. You know, the baskets he had all seemed big. The first one was to, you know, the initial cutting the lead of nine to seven, where it seemed like IU hadn't scored in forever, probably because they had not. Um, And then you know, Michigan State got a, I think Walker gets a layup, but Renew goes right to push it back tonight. He goes down scores again in the post to get it back to seven. Uh, and then in the second half, uh, Bates had just hit a three to give IU the lead. Michigan State, I think, missed the front end of a one and one Renew goes down gets fouled, steps up, knocks down two free throws, pushes the lead to three. It never got closer than that. Um, as he it had a great pass
2: game. into the post in the first half, too, I think. He had a few, I was trying pass, to look right? through.
1: I, yeah, I was trying to look through. Yeah, I think it ended up being like a lob. I think he was just trying to throw it over in the stretch. Trace I mentioned
0: caught, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Trace just yeah. caught
1: it out of the air and, uh, and, and laid it in. So I, yeah, I thought he, and that's been a good progression for him. Not, not just the, you know, the team has played better over these last few games, but he seems to have found himself a little bit. Uh, we're in some spurts. He can give IU uh, some good minutes. So uh would totally agree with that. Yeah. CJ gun seemed hell bent on fouling that guy, uh the first time he came in, <laughs> but at least stepped up, you know, but, but good for him. I mean, he steps up, gets fouled on the three rims out the first one, just stepped up, made the next two. Um, you know, I thought, you know, important important stretch from him to buy IU a few minutes uh, with him in the game, and things didn't really get, uh, you, you know, didn't fall further behind, and, and made some positive contributions.
2: And Renew did the nail slot rim defense perfectly. I think I have it written down here. They only they only were executing that on the ball screens on the side. They weren't really overhelping on anything else. Um, but it was at 9.30. He was guarding Hauser, and there was a side ball screen towards him, and Hauser was in the slot where the people have just been nailing threes on us, and he was a little bit off the nail, and he kind of lunged to scare the ball handler, and then he was already on the way back out to Hauser. And, and again, for a guy who's been struggling to concentrate and make those little adjustments, not just to put two eyes on the ball and stop the ball and kick and give up a three. And the game was, you know, uh, still – in in, in doubt at that point too a three is a momentum that's been part of what we've talked about you got to guard the threes a little bit more because they're such momentum builders uh and 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 take away momentum when they go in that that right there from renew was a a big play as well i just i I thought
0: renew was so much better today defensively and i I know he fouled out but he was moving his feet and joey hauser kind of did some old man savvy stuff to him to draw a few fouls but you know I, i think that's a I don't know. It's almost a little misleading. I thought it was the best defense he's played. He got in some tough situations, recovered, moved his feet. Like, he has really gotten better and just more composed on both ends. And I think you'll start to see that his foul committed uh, rate go down. Yeah,
1: one of the ones he's in perfect position. He just kind of walked up under the guy. If he just stands still, he doesn't get the foul call. But he just, like, took a little bit of step and bumped him with his hips and walked into him a little bit. He'll get better at
3: that. But to your
1: point, you know, he stayed down. He didn't get fooled on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I thought his – defense was better than what the foul numbers would suggest at the very least.
0: Yep. All right, Andy, let me kick this over to you, you know, and and this is kind of a, a point that you mentioned earlier, just, you know, against a team like Michigan state, can you out tough them? Can you get the loose balls, you know, when you need to, and really, you know, the last kind of breath of air Michigan State had in this game was when it was 62 to 55. Trace misses a free throw, uh, and Jordan Geronimo, you know, who had a tough game, but you know, he deflects the rebound. You'll recall, you know, Miller Cop saves it in the corner, just throws it up. Uh, we get it. Jordan Geronimo ends up missing, uh, uh, getting no. Tomorrow missed a shot. Jordan ended up getting the rebound. He missed it. Trace gets the follow. So it was three offensive rebounds, a loose ball that put Indiana up nine. The next possession, Scoop hit the shot, the three after the deflected pass indiana's up 12 ball game and that it was that kind of game for indiana when there was a loose ball there to you know to be had indiana got it at critical junctures and ended up turning it into points um and that's how you beat a team like michigan state
1: yeah i mean that that play i i mentioned earlier you talked about the one where cop dives on the floor misses it initially gets it back then renew dives on the floor cop is is (laughs) alert enough to hop up so that renew can actually pass him the ball um, and ends up getting the foul, and and yeah, just just thought those kinds of plays where IU was routinely losing. Though, I mean, you think of the Iowa game, uh, where some of those plays were. Those are not plays this team is is coming up with. And I think you know Ryan has one about cop that he wants to mention. I think that he was a center center part of of both of those plays that you mentioned, and realistically uh it, it definitely is one where his coach said you know the stats don't tell the full story with, with him uh I think his only made field goal might have been the uh the baseline dunk so dunk. if you yeah if you told me the I would be I would be talking to my children about the Miller cop hammering a dunk along the baseline today I would have told you you're a little
3: a little crazy but here we are
0: shades of Calvert Chaney with Miller cop driving the lane <laughs> absolutely. For a baseline dunk. absolutely <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Look at, at 16, 16 of the first half, it was a, it was a eight to seven or seven to eight, you know, or eight to seven Michigan state lead and Miller cop gives Sissoko a bit of a shot to the ribs and gets a, he gets a flagrant foul, foul. And, and that did give Michigan state a little bit of momentum, but I thought it also sent a message that was yep. sort of like, we're not going to be bullied in this game. Like I'm going to take a shot at you. And we've, they've talked about that, you know, in the Penn State game. Somebody was saying, just foul one of these guys to get them off their rhythm. You know, I mean, sometimes you need to sort of stand your ground. And Miller Cop did. And it was just sort of a sign of, yeah, we're not going to get pushed around in this game in our building. It's not going to happen. And Sissoko is a guy who does bully people. And he ended up with four points in 22 minutes. Cop took a shot at him and basically stood there. When, when Sissoko turned around, Cop stood there and just, just like, yeah, what? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you gonna mm-hmm. going to do about it? And I just thought that sent a message and it was a senior move. It was a veteran move to send that message. And Trace Jackson Davis can't do that because his fouls are very precious. Miller cop knows if someone's going to step up and do this it's going to be me. Um, And and I thought it was a huge moment. I thought at the time I, you know, they went into a bit of a scoring drought after that. Michigan state kind of took a lead there, but I just thought it was important for the game that, that you're going to stand your ground at home and it's not going to happen.
0: Yep. No, excellent point. I had absolutely no issue with it. I loved it, too. Uh, coach, real quick, and then, Andy. Uh,
2: I, I just was going to say, Hood Shafino not playing and then coming in and, and just ending the game with two nice uh, passes. He was connected while on the bench, you know, and, and he was ready to come in. There was no pouty, no sulking. He was up cheering on the bench. He had had good bench energy. Those are the signs of, of programs who are now back into a better place. Uh, when that's his first time, really – having to sit out a while. He was probably banged up a little bit. I know he took a hard fall at Illinois. Looks like he banged T- knees. Yeah. Took another uh, hard fall today, so maybe that played a, a role in it, too. But when Galloway and Bates are going, it's the same thing with C.J. Gunn. You'd love to see him get a little more run, but not the way those two were playing and cops diving all over the place uh, as long as there's no cumulative effect of minutes played. But but Indiana's in a position now. It was, you got to win two or three. You know, rest, rest them coming up a, a little bit. But I thought that rotation was perfectly fine. But, boy, was I – I'm just a big fan of Hood Shafino. Uh, he, he gets a little accidental at times, but boy, you came in, pinpoint, boom, boom, two lobs, game over, uh, ready to contribute when uh, he had been out for a while. God, those were so nice, too. so was awesome. Just
3: part, the, the passes were so – like the first one, Trace wasn't even looking, and he just looked up and the ball was right where it should be. I mean, it, both passes were so perfect. Andy?
1: uh yeah i got two real quick ones and i'm gonna i'm gonna drop uh one speaking of perfect passes the uh the outlet from tamar bates dropped into the bucket for tjd setting up the posterization uh of sam hauser uh and the and the (laughs) impending stare down from tjd after that which i am actually surprised that this crew did not draw a technical now he didn't say anything but uh but uh, he gave him
0: a talking know. to apparently yeah. he was told he was flirting with a technical Give me mm. a break
1: by man. well when he talked to him, like, talk to him after that play. Don't talk to him when he's like walking around looking at the crowd, uh, which is when Larry Serato so, talked to him in his medium uh jersey that your referee <laughs> jersey that he had on. Um, and then the last one. Uh, you want to talk about guys locked in on the bench when Michigan State, uh, when Hauser threw the ball over Hogarth's head when Gallo was up pressuring him and it just went into the IU bench? The re- reaction from Xavier Johnson was just fantastic of <laughs> him standing up with his boot on, just going crazy, pumping his fist, whatever. I mean, you just talk about it. he was one, of, he tweeted something out of the game as well. Like, I, I think all of that points back to like the connectedness that we thought this team had at the beginning that seemed to go away seems to have returned. And to your point, I, I don't think anybody can say that nothing was going on in the, I don't know what it was, but there was definitely something going on in that, uh, in that period of time. But these guys have really rebounded and are playing together and uh, just awesome to see how excited he gets on some of these, not so excited to get technical today, uh, but just how excited that, that he was uh, just for that play. And, and just another really kind of small moment from trace him really putting pressure up there. He knocked one out of bounds uh on another attempted entry they threw one away i think it just kind of wore on hogart eventually uh over the course of time but uh yeah definitely definitely some enjoyable celebratory moments for the hoosiers in this one that were uh well deserved on their part for sure so there's some andy,
0: swagger back
1: yes absolutely absolutely
0: andy any uh, any final thoughts here before you bounce off no
1: just a just a great game was glad that uh game i was supposed to coach got uh snowed out but now i have uh i need to go clean off my driveway where i can watch a little bit of the bengals game and uh go from there so i'll let you guys take it home since i hopped on uninvited but uh certainly enjoyed a win and was worth talking about a little bit for sure so enjoy the rest of the show and uh i will talk to you guys this week cool actually i'll talk Andy. to everyone tomorrow night after the women's game
0: um, oh that's right you're coach, doing the show with coach marlo. Be on with
1: coach marlo so uh nice. i think the game now i, I saw today is eight fifteen instead of eight which actually uh helps me out a little bit to be able to see the beginning of it so i will uh, i'll talk to everybody then
0: very nice. All right. Thank you, Andy. Uh, the last moment I want to mention guys real quick before we get to the numbers uh, is just another, you know, big Trey Galloway shot, right? That, you know, all three of his threes are really big when Indiana needed it. You know, Michigan state was up 44 to 42, uh, after just, you know, and Jalen seems to have like one or two passes every game where he's just so super casual with it and it just gets taken the other way. And so he had one of those. It's 44, 42. And really, you know, it just kind of felt like Michigan State had seized the momentum a little bit. We really are. We weren't running a lot of good offense at the beginning of the second half. And this was, you know, another one where, you know, cop passed up a good look to get Trey a great one. He drained it 45, 44. And I just thought it settled us down a little bit when Trey made that shot. And I thought all three of his threes uh really did that uh and then obviously indiana would propel from there to outscore the spartans for by 12 points uh for the rest of the game but gents let's talk inside the numbers um today and you know look i think you know two numbers that really jump out is you know this was a game where you know whereas against illinois everything indiana wanted to do inside was working you know jordan geronimo and trace jackson davis are combined 12 for 12 at halftime you're getting everything you want That wasn't happening today. And so Indiana has to find a different way to do it. You don't have Jalen hitting a bunch of mid-range shots. Indiana 9 of 15 from downtown, 60%. The Hoosiers are now top 20 in the country in three-point efficiency, which is crazy. But also Indiana 21 of 24 from the free-throw line today. Trace Jackson Davis 11 for 13. He's now up over 70% for the season. Uh, Just locked in shooting. Look, it's basketball. Sometimes you just got to go make shots. And today when Indiana, we've been, you know, as we've been mentioning, is this team going to be ready for the game when they need to step up and make shots when the inside isn't working? That was today. And guys stepped up and made shots. And boy, does it make it easier to win in basketball when you make jump shots. So that to me really stood out. Uh, Ryan, what's your number?
3: Yeah, I I just want to point out that, you know, they were up five at at the half and they shot 41.9% and four of 10 threes, which you're fine with, but 41.9% from the field. And the thing is, when you've got a lead, all you have to do is not give up the lead in the second half. You just have to play even. Essentially, they played better. They had 54.2% from the field in the second half and were five of five from three and 14 of 16 at the line. You're winning that game. Like, you know, I mean, they're taking efficient shots. They're making their open threes and they're finishing it off when they go to the free throw line. Trace Jackson Davis and Trey Galloway huge at the free throw line in the second half, eight of 10 for, for TJD and four, four for Trey Galloway. Um, You're right. The free throw shooting was a big difference in this game. 21 of 24 Michigan state, 19 of 28. Uh, By the way, it's a lot of free throws. Neither team should have been shooting as much as they were, but whatever. That's, you know, but Michigan state missed nine and Indiana, a team that struggled shooting. Missed three, and that's your game right there. I mean, it really is. The, the, the ability to make those free throws also staunches momentum. You know, uh, uh, if, if Michigan State makes a basket, you come down, you get fouled, you got to go to the line to, make your po- to, to score your points, and you make them, it's a shoulder shrug for them because they didn't get the stop they wanted. So I, I really felt like Indiana just executed everything it needed to execute in the second half really well.
0: Another, you know, the other thing, coach, is Indiana, you know, with a slight advantage against Michigan State on the boards. And this isn't a vintage Michigan State rebounding team. uh, But, you know, I think we've seen a lot of growth in Indiana from a rebounding perspective. That was a big issue there for a while. And they've cleaned some of that up. A lot of that is Trace just being incredible. Owning it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, look, I mean, he took it upon himself to do that, but I just think we're seeing a lot less of the missed blockouts, guys just watching rebounds. They're attacking them, getting rebounds outside of, you know, their area. Uh, and that's big, you know, cause against Michigan state, you don't want them getting rebounds and running, uh, and Indiana's transition defense for most of the day was pretty good. They lost shooters a couple of times, um, but a really solid effort on the glass and then getting back in transition, um, when Michigan state did get the board.
2: There there weren't too many rebounds that didn't go to Trace Jackson Davis, but here's a couple dudes that got uh, more than one. And that's abnormal. Tamar Bates had three, which yeah. is big. We always talk about guard rebounding, but it's been Hood Shafino and Galloway, uh, and X when he was in there. Uh and Miller Cop got two. And that's just not Miller Cop's game, you know, no. um to, to to rebound. But you know, there, there's five uh, of the 31, and I think Trace Jackson-Davis had, what, 47 of the 31? Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the math adds up there. But um, I thought the other number that was interesting, Indiana only had nine turnovers. And, and quick count, I think only uh, three of them came from perimeter players. Uh, you know, one for Malik, one for Geronimo, and, and four for TJD. Uh, against a team that has known to play some defense, and the guards are, are pretty good, that that gives a lot of opportunities to score the basketball and you take care of the basketball and you don't mind TJD having four, cause the ball's in his hands 85% of the time and he's getting a lot of action thrown his way, but only six assists by Michigan state. And I don't know if, I don't know if they're a high assist team or not, they uh, are naturally but they're top 40 but, in the
0: country in assist rate this oh,
2: year. Okay, so that number right there is disrupting offense, which Indiana was not doing in that 3 game and even going back to Kansas and even Xavier, they gave up some points. Like Indiana hit was disruptive last year. They were not disruptive this year until the last three games now they're being disruptive they're getting closer to players they're getting into their uniforms they're making life miserable and there's no place to pass and it forces dribble drive or individual moves and like you said they limited transition uh points uh with michigan state loving to run they had that one three where they moved the ball up and kicked out and found a three in transition but those were were minimal but six assists for their team that's in the top forty that to me speaks to the adjustments that have been made defensively by both the players and the staff
3: yeah, that assist number that just shows you're making them play one on one and one on one against the team defense where guys are helping too you know yep. and 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 that means that those kickouts on the drives where guys are helping they're not hitting those threes you know and that that's that's a difference because when that defense is playing the way it's supposed to play, you are supposed to help. you are supposed to give a show, give a hedge, whatever uh but they were rotating so well that they were not getting those open looks after it. You're not getting pick and roll, you know, inside plays, guys are having to catch it on the block and work instead of rolling for a basket. And and that wears you down offensively. When you're not getting those easy looks, it really wears you down offensively. Then you got to go play defense against a team that's scoring 80 points a game. It's not great to play, you know, at on the road too. And it just wears you down fast. The other thing, uh, Michigan State always known for offensive rebounding numbers. Uh, eight eight offensive rebounds for Michigan State, nine for Indiana. I mean, you, dang you, Ryan, I
2: just saw in our chat that you fine. had mentioned it. No, I, I did I, not. I, I did not. I'm gonna give credit where, where credit's due here. I'm not about stealing another man's numbers. <laughs> I can't like be- that's just that's just poor for you know the guy that I look up to. And when I got on the show, I want to be more like Ryan every day. I just look in our private community, and you said I want to talk about MSU's assist, and then I throw that out there. That that is just that is Coach, inexcusable. Great, uh, great, I apologize. Great That's not good mind, team play.
3: Great Italian minds think alike, Coach. Absolutely,
2: but my bad. I I. I uh, Stole your stole your number. Jared is so pissed right now. Look at his face. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't.
0: I have nothing to say to that. <laughs>
2: to that nonsense.
0: Um, <clears throat> by the way, guys, AJ Hogard is fifth in the country in assist rate. Last year, he was first in the country in assist rate. It's what Michigan State does, going back to Cassius Winston and long before him. It's a team that gets a lot of assists, uh, and this is only the second game in the last like month that he's had fewer than six assists. Uh, in a game so I mean just a really really uh, tremendous job the last number I will mention Michigan State nine bench points Indiana 25 26 whatever it was you know this is not a Michigan State team that is deep and so obviously not having Malik Hall uh, hurt them Um, but you know Indiana's bench players stepped up when they needed to uh, and credit to those guys for doing so all right Uh, coming up here on the assembly call we are going to hand out our game balls and Hoosier hustle award I feel like there's a lot of options for each one. Discuss a lingering question or two, and then we will look ahead to Indiana's upcoming opponent. That's next here on The Assembly Call. Stick with us.
4: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Hey, this is Deron Davis. And what's the only thing better than dominating a dude, big man, in the post? Is celebrating with friends afterwards. Join Gerard, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the Assembly Hall call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers!
0: Another guy who contributed to a big Michigan State victory, Deron Davis. Thank you, Deron. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. You can catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game and every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. You can join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jared Morris. Here with the coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips, Andy had to bounce off, but we are breaking down Indiana's 13-point victory over Michigan State. And guys, it is time for our game ball, which is uh, presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Ali and James and the crew help folks in southern and south-central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. And when you mention this ad, you get 23% off all of their testing services. That is 23 in honor of TJD and... You know look this I mean we should just name this the Trace Jackson Davis Game Ball Award because as great as Trey was, as great as Tamar was, and there were great performances up and down the roster. I mean Trace Jackson Davis is just on a heater right now i mean he he was already playing well, even while hurt now that he's getting healthier, you're just seeing him game in game out in different ways. I mean the production is just unbelievable um so you know, I feel like we probably haven't talked about him enough, so If you guys want to go elsewhere with your game balls, please do. But, Ryan, I'll start with you. I think it's pretty clear uh, that Trace is the game ball and then the Hoosier Hustle Award. We've got maybe some debates to have.
3: Yeah, no, it's Trace Jackson Davis. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, The other guys played well, but 31 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and five (laughs) blocks. It ain't going anywhere else. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Um, 39 minutes due out of Trace. You'd obviously like to see him. Uh, you know, get get more of a breather at some point, especially in a, in a 13 point win. But I think you needed him on the floor for pretty much the entire game. Uh, race Thompson getting healthy will probably lead to some more breaks for him where they can go with race and Malik in the game at the same time. Maybe have Malik slide down to the five and let let race uh, sort of play the way Malik was playing today.
0: I think Trace I, has gotten a little better. Tell me if you agree has gotten a little bit better at finding ways to get rest in the game. And I don't mean I would he's agree loafing, with you. but I think he's finding ways to be smart with his energy.
3: Yeah, and, and and I think that's absolutely true. I think defensively he's not you know, he, he's not wasting he, there's no wasted movement. There's no fake hustle. As, he's like the as, old guy playing Kirk, racquetball that knows how yeah. he can get you running around and but he offense, can just stand there, you know. <laughs> and on offense too, sometimes he'll just post up and stay there and kind of wait for the ball to come around instead of posting up when the ball's not in a position for him to throw the, you know, to get the pass. Yeah. Um, So it's just smarter. I, and then, you know, the other thing about Tracy, he was 10 to 20 from the field. He, he missed some shots in the first half. Pretty, pretty, fo- pretty in close, Uh, but he was 11 to 13 from the free throw line and made it up there. And I thought that, that you know, he really closed out the game at the free throw line. I felt like, and, you know, I think it was about maybe about five minutes left. He had a c- couple Uh, you know, chances in there from the 10 to five minute mark and really close the door by making all those free throws.
0: And in previous seasons, there have been games where Trace has missed some of those shots that he normally makes and it affects him. And it did not affect him at all today (laughs) at
2: all. You still got everything else that you want to get from him. Yep, I was worried a little bit early because I thought it might have been creeping in because I didn't think he played well defensively, position-wise. He then he started blocking shots, and, and after about the nine ten-minute mark of the first half, he was a fantastic. But I thought an early Trace was was not his best, and I was worried that we were going to see some of that, Jared. But to his credit, and, and as Ryan said, within the game, you got to handle adversity, you got to handle game slippage. Well, TJD. Didn't let that continue into the second ten minutes and the third ten minutes. It was just a a, a brief uh, situation at the start uh, start of the game. But uh, so he gets my game ball. But here's the thing: you went one on one in Illinois, and, and he he played incredible. And now you ran a couple of doubles, and you mixed up. Uh, how are you going to guard him uh, if you're opposing Big Ten teams? And now now you got guys draining threes that, that you don't think can can hit threes and Indiana's at the top. It now becomes a nightmare in preparation for the coach. Um, but but I thought uh, I thought Trace was absolutely fantastic from about the 11-minute mark. Uh, he was all right before that, too, uh, but really outstanding uh, for the last 30-some minutes. But here's the thing. He's going to have to get some rest within the games. I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played. And, and with Renew getting his mojo back and we're getting Race back, and Geronimo's really done a nice job, for the most part, filling in uh, for Race, you, that you can have a little more confidence and, and get him back down to the 32, 33 minutes because – um, you're, you're going to need him come Big Ten tourney and NCAA tournament time to be at his best. And, boy, 39 minutes, 40 minutes in a game, coming off a major back. He's healthy. We want to make sure that. So we're going to have to find time to steal those minute, minute and a half at a TV timeout, let him sit, then get him back in, do that once or twice in the first half, maybe once in the second or whatever you can. But you're going to have to find five, six minutes rest of rest a game. Uh, it's hard when he's so dominant. Uh, but I think that's just prudent management um, because you want to be the best in March.
0: And it's again, it's not like you can relax after winning these three games, but you've pulled the season back on the road. You don't have to be desperate now, you know? And so you can kind of look at it in a little bit of a different context. And Trace has done absolutely everything that you would want your leader to do when your team falls to one and four and you need to step back up <clears throat> leadership production, all of it. I mean, he's just been, he's taken it to another level. He really has. Man, and he's, it's just been and, terrific to watch. And
3: it's worth noting he's, he's closing quickly in on that 2000 point barrier and that 1000 rebound barrier, which he'd be mm-hmm. the first player in Indiana history to do that. Uh, next on the list is Allen Henderson in the scoring list, uh, then Yogi and then uh, his head coach would be uh, at number five. So just a truly remarkable career. And he's, you know, I think that my favorite thing about this is that he's playing his best in his last season. You know, I mean, this is a lot of guys, you, you could have a burst and then, you know, you get better talent. We, we thought early in the year, maybe, you know, with better talent around him, his averages might go down a little, he might play better, but his averages might go down. No, he's still dominating and and, and leading the team from the front. And uh yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's something to see, man. And, and I, I will say for everybody, appreciate this guys like this don't come around very often and and we'll be talking about the way he played for years after this
0: look man you know Indiana won the Big Ten title in 2016 in Yogi's senior season that season started out awful they were terrible in Maui they got crushed against Duke I mean they that was just a really bad start they turned it around you know around a little bit earlier than this team is but it was kind of similar you know Um, and Yogi just absolutely stepped up and and started playing better and we're seeing that you know, from Trace, it's obviously a different role, but he's just been and I'll like, say fantastic.
3: this: even in the games, Indiana didn't play well in that for about. A, you know, we talk about the three-game losing streak, but it was there was about a month where they didn't play well. You right. know, I mean, they were beaten beaten up on the lower-tier teams, but they weren't really playing well. Um, for about that month, Trace was still performing. Yes, he was still getting his numbers up there, and and maybe through injury yeah Mm -hmm. through that back injury he was still putting up numbers and doing his job there were a couple you know kansas game was you know nobody was on for that game but other than that you know he has really had nine
0: blocks that game
3: (laughs) he did but you know it felt like there was just a a, 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 there wasn't a lot of energy in that game for anybody and again he was hurt too but he has delivered this year and every step of the way it's been the other guys needing to, to to follow his lead yep all right now
0: up the hoosier hustle award
1: Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Chaney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit Evansville security services.com that's Evansville security services.com
0: all right thank you Anthony well guys another game where the Hoosier hustle award is fun this kind of felt like a a chore there for a few games but boy there's a lot of options here Uh, and I will lead this one off I'm giving it to Tamar Uh, I thought this was as hard as he has played in Indiana uniform and I know the shooting is the highlight and that's what tomorrow's here to do is to score points and provide an offensive punch, you know, but I thought the game rewarded him for playing his butt off. And I thought we saw some of the best defense from him uh, that we've seen this season, you know, and, and for him, you know, (laughs) funny, I texted him yesterday and I was like, man, I've had a hunch all week, you know, all day that you're going to have a good game. He texted back and said, you know, I've had the same hunch. And for a guy that has had two straight scoreless games and a guy who's known as a scorer, you know to not sulk or get frustrated and come out and just play harder i was so happy to see him be rewarded uh you know with the with the production and the shots going in um it was just a it was just a terrific performance from him uh you know and 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 like i said it was more than shooting and i think now you know, tomorrow's gonna to learn a very important lesson that all dads learn at some point, which is he went out and had an incredible game, seventeen points, one of the best games of his career. I don't know if you guys saw this, but his daughter Leilani won the baby yeah. race at halftime. Half so he just had one of the best games of his career, and all people are gonna to want to talk to him about what his daughter did. So <laughs> well typical to being dad, scoop. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's look, a lot of good options. He's my hustle award winner because I just thought he played so hard and played some of the best defense that we've seen from him uh in his career.
3: Ryan? Who's going yeah. uh I will say I if this if this were a game ball level B or like you know an A and B for the game ball, I would give it to tomorrow I thought he was great. Uh I'm giving the hustle award to Miller Cop because I think he made some incredible plays that helped keep momentum in Indiana's favor. I thought he played for his teammates as well. I thought he kept passing the ball, you know, it, when he didn't have a clean look, he passed it up to get to get to another shot. He had a couple hockey assists, he had a couple direct assists. Um I, I think he just constantly shows effort and leads as a senior, whether he's scoring or not. And the best thing you can say about any basketball player and coach, I know you'll agree with this is can they affect the game and have a good game when they don't put up points. And if you can do that, you're a great basketball player because it's not all about scoring. It's about other things. Now, Miller has defensive limitations. We've talked about just physically, I thought he played his ass off today, and I thought he was on the floor. He was saving loose balls, and he had that play at the beginning of the game where he took a shot at Sissoko, and I think that that just – it just showed – we're not going to be bullied today, buddy. I don't care what you do. You're not going to bully us. We may lose this game, but we're not going to get shoved around. And I, I just – I love the, the way he carries himself. No matter what's going on from his, with his three-point shot or with his offense or anything, I love the way the kid carries himself, and he got my hustle award today
0: no argument there. Like I said, a lot of people could get it today.
2: Coach. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to mention a couple before I, I, one, I I think Renew could get it for coming in and, and doing what, what he did. He? I, I think, uh, uh I'm not going to go with Trey Galloway, but we might be missing a boat with Trey Galloway with his hustle on defense, how he set the tone early, getting into the face of, of the guards and then, uh, handling the basketball. That's more of a basketball thing, I guess, maybe than a hustle you could argue. But, um, and because I stole his number, I'm not I'm not going with Miller Cop because I stole his you know inside the numbers thing. But just because the pure genius of our co-host um, enlightens me on on the right way to believe, uh, uh, Miller Cop. For the same reasons, diving, Uh, Miller Cop. It takes a lot of hustle to get up above the rim and throw that down when you're used to just standing in the corner and getting ready to shoot the three. But I I, I agree with uh, Ryan. I think he did a lot of things to disrupt the flow uh, of Michigan State's defense. I thought he cut really, really hard. Something we're we're complaining about the lack of movement. They are now putting him on the move a little bit more, and he moved to opening spots uh, even on the post feed. But they're running a a lot staggers, and he set really good cross screens in the in the one play where they cross screen and bring Miller off. Th- those are things that coaches absolutely will, will show in film that didn't show up when you go to the box score. It's easy to look, you know, and, and we love the 17-17 the and 31 or whatever, but Miller Cop, uh, if there's a mental attitude award too, you could add that too for accepting his role and, and being, being a winner. And I think he does a lot in the locker room uh as well so i'm going Miller cop
3: one thing on this jared that yeah. we talk we talk about the hustle award every game and there have been a lot of games where we've been like yeah it's it's hard to pick one here this is a really tough one the reason why is and i'll give mike woodson a lot of credit for this his teams play hard i mean there have been one or two games where you're like wow it really doesn't seem like i have effort i don't know if it's fatigue or what and it just pervades the team and that, and that can be contagious you know if, if, if some guys are not feeling it it can it can infect the whole team But his teams play hard. That has never been Indiana's problem. The problem is just directing that focus and effort and energy in the right place. And so I think we need to give credit for that. This team hustles. It does play hard. And all the guys who were on the floor tonight played hard against Illinois. They played hard. against Even in losses, they play hard. It's just about directing that energy. So I have to give him credit for that. Him and the rest of the coaching staff for getting these guys to buy in and play hard. They do it every day. Pretty much every game, I'd say 99% of games, they are playing hard. And that has been the case since he stepped on campus.
0: Yeah. And I think when you've seen that lapse, I think it's less about, oh, well, these guys are just loafing. We've talked about this. It's more about, boy, this kind of looks like a team that doesn't seem quite locked in on what they're being asked to do. You know, and I don't think it's a coincidence that as we've seen some adjustments and seen guys being put more in a position to kind of maximize their strengths, you see just the spirit come back. From this team, you know, and I think all that stuff really has an impact on it. Um, All right, so let's look ahead now. Indiana goes to Minnesota uh, on Wednesday, we will of course then be back for Assembly Call Radio on Thursday, and then Saturday night against Ohio State, who's been struggling, but kind of got their season maybe, you know, stabilized a little bit with the big win over Iowa yesterday. But these are two very, very winnable games for Indiana, you know, And so I guess, you know, really the first lingering question coach is, and, you know, we've kind of had some form of this after every game, as we mentioned earlier, but, you know, will Indiana have the kind of focus it needs on the road against a lesser opponent? You know, because the thing is you come back from Penn state. Okay. You're playing with Wisconsin, a program that's had our number. You're going to respect that opponent. Now you're going on the road to Illinois. You're going to respect that opponent because they've been good for several years. Michigan state is Michigan state. Well, Minnesota is now a team that, you know, has struggled for a couple of years and obviously is the, the last place team in the Big Ten. You can't have any slippage and you can't have any thinking, hey, we can go out here and kind of relax a little bit and still win. It's still a road game in the Big Ten. You're still going to have to bring it. And so I think that's one lingering question is just as we look to be able to trust <laughs> this team, you know, this will be another it's another opportunity to them for, to show. Yes, you can. Uh, you know, maybe look, they're probably going to go and and you can probably beat Minnesota with a B plus effort, but you're probably going to be in a dogfight and lose the game if it's, you know, a B minus or a C, you know. And so can you go and do what you have to do on the road and get a win? Um, it's another opportunity for this team to show that they can do that.
2: Well, winning on the road is difficult in the Big Ten, regardless of who you're playing. And Minnesota's playing a little bit better basketball right now. They they took Michigan down to the wire at Michigan today. Um they beat Ohio state at Ohio state. I know that was middle of their, their downturn a little bit, but you, you can't rest on your laurels. It's gotta be a, a champions have short memories, right? E- enjoy it. Uh, watch film, recover, whatever it is to uh, in, in the next day, get, get your one workout, hard workout in, get your scout in uh, and, and go play because you're four and four and sixth in the big 10. You haven't accomplished anything. Uh, I mean, this is nice and it's fun and and kudos to everyone, but you're four and four and should be six and two and it is what it is. And you've made a great recovery and everyone's happy, but a setback at Minnesota puts you really behind the eight ball. When you got a couple of games against Purdue, you got a wounded Ohio state who, who wants to get back. And everyone is fighting right now to be one of those eight or nine teams to get in the NCAA tournament. And they're also fighting not to have, you know, everything be eight, nine, 10, 11 seeds. And you got to put a series of wins together. And Indiana now has a chance to get that game, come home, in the friendly confines of assembly hall and get another one against Ohio state. Now you're six and four and you're moving up uh, and you can feel better, but there's a lot of basketball to be played. And, and this is uh, a month long, bad basketball team now has played a week or so of good basketball. We need to balance that bad month out with a really good month. And you only do that by winning against teams you're supposed to. Yep. So here's my other lingering question, Ryan, and it's about Jalen hood,
0: Shafino health, something else, you know, the Illinois game, he was really good in the first half. And after he fell and hurt that wrist, he didn't do much scoring, you know, there toward the end of that game. Today, he comes out, struggles the entire game. We saw him kind of knock knees. You know, he goes out in the second half. I'm not saying it's anything to be concerned or alarmed by, but it's my lingering question coming out of this game because Indiana was able to overcome him being subpar today. Uh, You know, and that's great that they, you know, have that. But In most games, you're going to need Jalen to be, you know, a 1B or a 2, you know, to trace on this team because he's that talented. Um, And so that's the only lingering question is just, is he okay physically um, and is he able to bounce back from this? I fully think that he will. I don't. There's nothing really showing that there's anything to be concerned about physically. But it's just given the last what happened in the second half against Illinois and tonight, it's the one thing that I'm, you know, just kind of paying attention to. Yeah, he looks banged up.
3: I mean, it yep. looks banged up and, and, uh, well, you know, that might be his freshman wall is getting over, you know, being a little banged up. And, uh, luckily you had other guys step up, but on the road, you know, the, the bench doesn't play. You always mentioned the bench and and I still consider Trey and, and, and Tamar are, are bench guys, even though they've started some, it, it, you know, they're bench guys. And your bench guys the don't play players. as well on the road. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and they don't play as well on the road. They tend not to. I mean, maybe that's this is a this is a change for them, and, and it, we're going to start seeing a different thing from them on the road. But uh, you need Jalen. I mean, you're going to need him. And especially, you know, if you need to break a press. I said late in the game, even though Jalen hadn't played in, you know, what, seven, eight minutes or something like that. And I said, you need him in the game because you need your best ball handlers on the floor. They put him back in. It was a good move by Mike Woodson. Um, and he was able to help break the press. I and mean, Trey Galloway can do it but he needs help. You know, it's, if he, he, he likes one thing about Trey. He loves dribbling into a trap and it's, it's something he's got to get better at. He loves getting right across half court on the wing and getting trapped there where it's, I'm just screaming at my television, go to the middle of the floor. Um, but I, I, I do think they're going to need him and, and especially on the road and the barn is always a tough place to play regardless of how good or bad Minnesota is. So um, yeah, they're going to, they're going to need him and, and he's got to get better.
0: Help, and I guess, I mean. You know, and I guess just the other kind of general lingering question is, you know, what will be the next momentum change or emotional swing in the season? Like, do you guys feel like this college basketball season has been just kind of weirder and more unpredictable than most? I mean, Kansas, you know, gets crushed by TCU at home. UConn looked amazing and then lost. Yeah, it's like every three weeks. It's like every team kind of turns and they look great and they're not. You know, this is not just an Indiana thing. I feel like this is happening all across college basketball. Maybe it's because there's more roster turnover. And so, you know, there's just less continuity on teams and it leads to a little more inconsistency. But, you know, it's only June 22nd. It feels like we've had enough emotional ups and downs this year for a full season. And there probably will be more to come. I think what this three-game stretch has done is shown you know, what this team is capable of, they can, you know, turn things back around. And so if and when a bad performance comes and Indiana, probably will have another bad game or two here, you know, as we go, are they able to a little bit more quickly pull the thing back on the road and just rebound with another good performance? Because in this college basketball season, it really seems like, you know, the teams that can just kind of handle the emotional swings, uh, you know, are the ones who are going to be best equipped, you know, here down the stretch. Um, I know coaches it I mean, you study this stuff big time for the bracketology. Does it, does it feel that way to you that it's just been kind of crazier this year <laughs> than normal?
2: Yeah. That, you know, you have your top tier of 12 teams, I think that are settling in. Um, and even there you had Kansas lose a couple, a uh, couple of games, but then anything that's from the four to uh, 11 seed, you know, you're, you're looking at Indiana. That's probably up to a seven uh, that was just on the 10 or 11 line and three good games, and it's not because they won three games they get to jump up. It's just because other teams that were at the seven line have lost three games and have, have moved down. It's always a comparison. But there's a lot of teams in the three-game winning streak, three-game losing streak, especially in the Big Ten, uh, that uh, it just takes one win. you know. And, and when you play people is really, really important, uh, I think, uh, in in the schedule right now across college basketball but you see you know gonzaga is not gonzaga uh they're they're playing losing at home for the first time in what 70 games uh is it, interesting you, you so it's yeah it's a it's a real interesting thing and i i think you're onto something there that the you're able to better manage your roster with with some transfer portals than you would in the, in the past relying on just recruiting type of thing and maybe that's uh even the the score across college basketball, but I think it makes it fun uh, Mm -hmm. because you you just uh, don't know from, from one night to the other, you know, who's going to win. It's not as predictable.
0: You are listening to the assembly call IU post game show. Remember to check out our friends at home field apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code home at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Gentlemen, it is time for last call. Ryan, why don't you lead us off?
3: I'm just going to reiterate something I said earlier. Um, Do not take Trace Jackson Davis for granted. Watch every game he plays every minute he's on the floor if you're an Indiana fan because we're not going to get one like him for a while. A guy who stays four years and is pretty much dominant for four years and and obviously an increasing level of dominance as he goes along. Uh, Today against a really good Michigan State team, 31 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and five blocks. Uh, The stats people are telling me he has now – tied jeff newton as the all-time leader in blocks at indiana uh he's creeping up on 2,000 points a thousand rebounds he will be the first player in indiana history to do that um and it's gonna happen barring any kind of crazy calamitous thing he's gonna get there and we need to appreciate him while he's here. And I know we come on here for the game ball sometimes, and there's this, there's this tempting thing. I mean, Tamar Bates had a great game today, and it was a big part of the win. And you want to give it to Tamar Bates because he was so good, or, or Trey Galloway for stepping up in the second half. You can't, because without Trace Jackson Davis, where is Indiana? And he is just an incredible player. He's an incredible kid who has stuck around through some really tough times, and he's shining in his senior year. And he is right there for Big Ten Player of the Year and National Player of the Year. He's right there, and he's going to continue to be right there, and we're all going to think he deserves it. Whether he gets voted it or not is another story, but he is having a phenomenal season, and we need to appreciate every minute he's on the floor.
0: 100%. Coach?
2: Well, just really fun watching this Indiana Hoosier team uh, play the way they are now and and just really – Nice that they they've bounced back uh, ever since you know the the trip to Las Vegas. Something had been missing uh, with this team, and, and they they have seemed to find find it. But we all still need to be be prepared. It's a long season, and, and now teams will make adjustments uh, towards us and scouting reports and everything. And the Big Ten is is just a grind. There's going to be another another loss probably at some point, and another poor performance at some point, but. I think this team maybe has realized what it has to do uh to try to counter uh you know ha- having that month of of bad play and and let it be a day or a week at most going down towards the season. So, you know, not we we can't be satisfied with this these three wins either. We're we're 4 and 4 in the Big 10 and 6th in the Big 10. This team had sights on the Big 10 championship. I don't know that that's reachable. Uh, with the way Purdue is, is pulling out games and, and winning. There are only three games back in the loss column. But, you know, I, I mentioned this uh, the other night about, you know, we got to be better uh, as fans when we lose, and that includes probably all of us. And then we also got to be better when we win, too, to not get to the mountaintop and then down to the bottom and back to the mountaintop. I mean, this is a good basketball team finding its way without players that are key – and we're finding a way to win and hopefully that will mean something in late February, March, when and if we get X back and a fully a race back that we can be playing the way everyone expected us to play. So lessons learned, great, but now carry it forward. I mean you really gotta be focused on not resting uh on on their laurels for, for just three games.
0: By the way, that's the other lingering question that we didn't really mention. What impact is Race Thompson going to have moving forward? You know, he practiced once leading into today, so obviously he's got to get his conditioning back. He's got to get that knee, you know, it will need to continue to improve. I'm sure it's not 100%. He's got that brace. So, you know, what will that look like? We'll know a lot more Wednesday night against Minnesota. Hopefully, he'll, you know, be able to have a week of practice, the knee responds well because uh, getting him back, I mean even you know even if Jordan Geronimo takes a few more of his minutes and if he's not playing the full role that he had before, just having him back is gonna be so big for for this team. Um, and so we'll see what impact he has. but look just a, it's been a great eight days of basketball uh, for this program uh, you know getting this season turned around starting last Saturday against Wisconsin and then here today. And I think the best part about this game today is, You know, I felt pretty confident coming into it, and we got a 13-point win at home against Michigan State, and it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's a big win, but as you guys said, this is kind of what was expected this season. And the expectations changed a little bit when X goes out and race gets hurt, but we sure as heck knew that it was better than what we saw against Northwestern, Iowa, and Penn State, and that's what these guys have done, is, you know, really just turn things around, play terrific basketball, and so now they've got another big week ahead with two very winnable games. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise at all if Indiana comes out and wins both of these games. Um now they could you know they could lose them. It's the big ten, you know, so uh, they've got to, as coach said, not rest on the laurels and stay focused. Um, but this team has kind of put itself back in the position now where you can kind of have some confidence with the way that they're playing. They're winning in some different ways uh, and playing together and playing hard and just playing a really fun brand of basketball. It's been a joy watching them, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond and how they come out Wednesday night against Minnesota. All right, that is going to do it. On this edition of the Assembly Call, if you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall, and don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show, and special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo, and thank you for listening, of course. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you Wednesday night, and of course, catch Andy uh, and uh, Coach Marlowe on doing the work, and I went way too long and messed up the music, but that's okay. Uh, until all that happens.
2: Take it from me, Christian Wofford. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers.
0: Exactly. So, yes, check out Andy and Coach Marlowe on doing the work after the IU women play Michigan State. And there we go. Nice show, fellas. Well done. Nice to be back. It is.
3: nice. Hey, to, man.
0: Nice to just have the season back like, on track.
3: Less than two weeks.
0: We're going to be there. I know. I'm talking to Galen one day. So hopefully we'll have some more details on where we're meeting up. Things will be, you know, a little more casual this year than they've been in the past. Uh, and that's something we'll we'll look to fix. Probably, you know, plan ahead a little bit better so that we can have more of an organized uh, meetup and show. We're not going to be doing that this year. But our whole goal in coming is just to see as many of you as possible. So we'll be hanging, having a place for all of us to meet up. And so we'll give you the details on that as soon as we have them. But yeah, that Purdue game's coming up and... This Indiana team needs to keep rolling because that could be a really meaningful game in the race in the Big Ten if Indiana takes care of business uh, ahead yeah, of that game. So
3: hope you already had your tickets, guys, because they're going to be very expensive
0: moving forward. Hmm. Yes, they are. Are you guys going? Are you going to the game?
3: Uh, I got a yeah, I got a credential from okay. JD.
0: Um. Very
3: so nice. I will be there. I'll write a, I'll write a feature on the team. I was going to actually write one after the Penn State game, and I held off. I'm like, well, let's see where this goes. And uh, we're in a very different place now, so I'm holding off until the Purdue game because I think
0: that'll that'll say a lot. All college basketball pieces should just be held until the end of the season because no absolutely I try and be as broad as possible <laughs> when
3: I'm writing them because by, like three day, by the time I publish that night it could completely change. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was kind of. Pushed to write one, and I was like, hey, "Let's see how this." Go-. And I, I was, you know, I was, I was halfway into it after Penn State, and I was like, "You know what? I'm, I don't feel right about this. Let's see see what happens next." Nice. Um, and then I was like, "Well, they beat Wisconsin. Now nah, I'm not going to write it yet. Let's see how they respond. They beat Illinois. I'm like, well, let's wait for the Michigan State game. Let's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, that's the big one." It's some guys on Illinois. Well, don't write one now, because then we're going to stub know, our
0: toe I against know. Minnesota. Well, so just I've pick on some far. other
3: subjects. I've come this far. I'm waiting till Purdue. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm going to see him in person, and that'll be my reason for writing.
0: There you go. Um, Very nice. Yeah. How about Joe Burrow right now, guys? What's happening?
3: I, it's 14 nothing, and the Bengals have the ball back. Oh, damn. I love Joe Burrow, man. I love how much swagger that kid has.
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow's and, awesome.
3: And I love, like, not just the swagger, but I love that he is, like, never impacted by anything going on in the game. Like, he is always the same heart rate the whole game. He's a new Brady, and I don't mean he'll win seven Super Bowls. I just mean, like, the way he approaches it and just never rattled at all. Love it.
0: Yep. Okay. All right, guys. Well, enjoy your Sunday. Uh, go 49ers. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Beat the Cowboys. And uh... you said by the man in Dallas. No. <laughs> By the man in Frisco, five minutes oh, yeah, from true. Jerry's Wonderland true. at the start. I forgot you were in Frisco. Good lord, yeah. man, that's insane. I mean, a place like that would be so great if you were a fan of the team, or even but if just you
3: were it's... you were neutral. Like... Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: but you know, the Cowboys. Be a great place to visit oh, occasionally. God, so. I know. All right, everybody. Talk to you Take care, on everyone. Wednesday. Later, guys. See y'all.